Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's explanation of the Marvel Comics character and hero, Captain Marvel, as well as answering the big question for moviegoers seeking related comics, what's up with Captain Marvel in 2019? Carol Danvers is the erstwhile Captain Marvel as we know her today. Her history actually extends all the way back to the late 1960s in Marvel Comics, debuting in the original Kree-born Captain Marvel's mag. This is an important point to address when talking about Captain Marvel because it's a moniker that has been used by a variety of characters and individuals throughout Marvel history. Um, if you look at the comicbookherald.com Captain Marvel reading order, for example, you will find large sections that actually do not involve Carol Danvers at all. Now, we'll talk a little bit about how Carol becomes Captain Marvel, but one thing I'll note, again, if you get some confusion in here as to, okay, who's actually Captain Marvel? The development of Carol Danvers occupying that role is actually very recent in comics terms, um, starting in about 2012. And we should also mention here, of course, Captain Marvel, aka Carol Danvers, is not to be confused with the C's Captain Marvel, now running around town as the big red cheese known as Shazam. If it's already too confusing for you, don't worry. Things get very simple very fast here. But, of course, as we talk about how we got to this place, well, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a little messy. So, Carol Danvers would go on to become Miss Marvel after her debut as a colonel in the Air Force, uh, kind of working as a liaison to who she didn't realize was a Kree-born alien, Captain Marvell. Um, she'd get her powers, basically, by virtue of her connection to Marvell, sort of absorb some of his Kree warrior blood, and go on to become Miss Marvel, a title that she would hold with a variety of alternate code names like Warbird and Binary mixed in, until, again, the year 2012, when writer Kelly Sue DeConnick, costume designer Jamie McKelvey and initial series artist Dr. Soy launched a new solo ongoing comic book in which Carol took on the Captain Marvel moniker for herself at the behest of fellow captain Steve Rogers. One wonders whether he simply wanted more captains in the world. Let's do a quick Miss Marvel Days lightning round, because here's the thing about Carol Danvers. She's been around again since the late 60s. She's been a hero with her own mag since about 1977 on and off. Um, but for the purposes, again, of understanding her as Captain Marvel, you really can start reading the comics when she takes on that title. With that said, here's a Miss Marvel Days lightning round of kind of the essential things you need to know from her time in Marvel Comics history throughout the 19 hundos. She's been a long-running Avenger, frequent collaboration and ties to the Avengers unit. Um, she shares a history with the Uncanny X-Men as well. She, she has a big uh, involvement in their space battles with the Brood. This would be during the time in the 1980s, I want to say about 1982 to 85, when writer Chris Claremont was on the Uncanny X-Men title. Claremont actually had a huge hand in Miss Marvel's sort of uh, formation in her early days in the Miss Marvel ongoing series. And he brought the character Carol Danvers over to X-Men, I think, to uh, basically to develop and sort of rehabilitate some things that have been done to her character in other magazines or in other comic books, I should say. Uh, one of the most famous Captain Marvel stories or Carol Danvers stories from this time. She was viciously attacked by Rogue and left in a coma at the behest of Rogue's mentor at the time, Mystique. Uh, Rogue absorbed Carol's powers and the two share a complicated relationship that uh, has lasted to this day 
as a result. But that is, you know, I think for X-Men animated series fans, you may know Rogue and, and you may even have a memory of this involvement here. That might be all you know about Carol is basically uh, Rogue's got her powers and also she's Rogue and super interesting. So that's, that's where Carol's involvement there um, comes in. Carol is also one, a part of one of the creepiest, worst ideas in Marvel Comics history in an Avengers number 200 plot that uh, we are just not going to talk about. Oh, and also she wore a black thong swimsuit with thigh-high leather boots for decades, and lots of guys love this costume for reasons I probably don't need to extrapolate. So those are the Miss Marvel days in brief. I personally would not have considered her, um, considered her Marvel's top sort of woman warrior or woman hero, but she has been among the top throughout that time. I mean, I think this isn't the the podcast where I'm going to delve into this, but she was on par with, let's say, like the Wasp or Susan Storm um, or, you know, kind of the She-Hulk, other erstwhile Avengers characters who are frequently in the thick of it as far as Marvel heroes go. That's kind of where Carol Danvers fits in the scheme of things until more recently this decade as she became Captain Marvel and really uh, took on a new, more more assertive, and more central role to the proceedings of the Marvel Universe at large. So fans in 2019 are going to want to start with the 2012 series relaunch because that's effectively the defining run for the character as she stands and what appears to be the direction of her debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's uh, somewhat uncommon, actually, for a character to get a defining run, I think, this sort of late in their historic life. Um, but nonetheless, again, that is what happened. You have sort of the Kelly Sue DeConnick years. She's a writer, written such image comic series as Pretty Deadly and Pardon My French, Bit Planet. Um, but she really revamped this character, again, alongside that uh, Jamie McKelvey costume design, sort of getting her out of that cheesecake uh, look and putting her in her own iconic red, yellow, and blue costume. Uh, in addition to just sort of the, you know, the visual changes, there's also a huge shift in, in Carol both taking on, you know, the Captain Marvel moniker and upgrading and also just sort of her presentation of herself and her own ability to sort of battle her own demons and overcome her fears and really instead focus on aspirational goals of kind of the motto that be, that she adapts and that will tie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe of higher, further, faster. Um, Deconic with a variety of artists, including Dexter Soy, uh, David Lopez, once they get to the 2014 series relaunch, she does a really great job of establishing Carol's sort of inner turmoil, her, her challenges with being, you know, one of the strongest people on earth, but of course also having relationship issues and complexity and struggles and you know what does it mean there's a storyline called avengers the enemy within where what does it mean if you take away captain marvel's powers who who is she then who is carol without that power set and, and how does her heroism come through and then there's uh, kind of this amazing inspiring development that happened through through captain marvel readership of this thing called the carol core and the Carol Corps are basically a gathering of predominantly female fans who really found, um, you know, inspiration and hope in Carol being this incredibly strong, um, again, sort of idealistic female hero, but who also is uh, very clearly a real person. There's a lot of humanity in DeConnick's writing that comes through in in Carol's struggles. She's far from perfect in how she interacts with others. She can be tough and, and difficult, but she's also very fun and has a sense of humor. And uh, turns out she loves Star Wars. 
And, and there's some really sweet moments as well of Carol, just, you know, her, basically how she can inspire little girls and, and kids to grow up, to want to, again, you know, fly higher, further, faster. Uh, it's a great series. And again, the series starts in 2012. It runs for, I believe, 17 issues. And then it relaunched in 2014 with uh, DeConnick still at the helm writing and would go for another, um, you know, few, you know, in the in the teens of issues i don't think it even hit 20 before rebooting yet again and that's the point at which carol's continuity starts to get a bit messier and a little less clear as to what you should read um basically the way i would sum it up is after the deconic years and in the 2014 series you, you really get the start of this carol becomes sort of a um a, an earth police operative or you know kind of the top cop in space is is really the best way to put it she kind of joins up with the guardians of the galaxy has some moments with them um she does a lot of sort of interplanetary travel she uh begins and and refounds the alpha flight team of canadian heroes and they basically watch over earth from a space station above the planet uh, and she also joins up with the ultimates team which is one of my favorite marvel comic series of the last decade. It's written by Al Ewing with art initially by Kenneth Rockford and later Travel Foreman. And it's Carol's role on this team that is to me the best read from this era. Uh, again, you'll see her in big picture Marvel stuff. We'll talk about Civil War II a little. Um, you see her in Secret Empire. She is quite literally trapped outside as, you know, kind of leading the, the Marvel Space Force, um, as it were. But Ultimates is the one that really shows carol's role as this kind of a you know a delegate she is the one who is keeping peace between earth and other planets out there she takes kind of the role of um the former leader of sword s-w-o-r-d a la shield uh abigail brand and she's kind of you know again the new top cop she's the nick fury of space if you will but with the ultimates this is not something that holds a ton of ground she's working with a team of of heroes like black panther and blue marvel and miss america and one or two i'm forgetting monica rambeau uh, a former captain marvel herself actually and they're they're tackling literally the sort of unsolvable problems is the team's ethos you know they they are there to the very first thing they try to do is fix galactus they say, everyone, we fought him, we've prevented him, how about we solve the problem of Galactus? And then they go out and do that. And it's one of my favorite series for that reason. It's an incredible, incredible Marvel cosmic book. And I think it's the one that really solidifies the idea that Carol is probably best suited, or at least she has been the past few years, as a Marvel cosmic player. Um, and she's the one who, you know, kind of is the one who, who sets out to put the team together. And this leads to maybe the lowest moment in in recent captain marvel history which is her involvement with the 2016 event civil war ii carol sees an opportunity to solve the ultimate problem which is to see and stop pro you know uh disasters before they ever happen and it, basically carol takes the side of yes using preventative predictive justice in the form of this inhuman ulysses who can see disasters before they happen and as you'd imagine, this leads into not only fighting among heroes, but fighting among her Ultimates team. Um, Carol is definitely positioned as the, the sort of the wrong-headed big bad here, honestly. You know, she's the one who is siding with government and locking people up for actions that they haven't even taken yet. It is a clearly unpopular stance, and it is something that does not reflect particularly well on the character. Um, 
given her, you know, sort of her her past and the the last several years of her comics in which she was a substantially more likable character. Uh, that said, it does sort of fit the narrative of her again as this, um, you know, as a a militaristic sort of tied to government leader. Um, she's in a sort of political position of, of, you know, reporting to delegates on earth and, and saying, here's how my facility running, you know, she's basically a general out in space. So there's, there's all these other fixtures that get in there and obviously it becomes complicated and messy, but that civil war two, I mean, I don't really recommend it to anyone actually for any reason that said it's clearly on one hand it's good because it's marvel i think trying to give captain marvel you know she's she's the player opposite iron man in this instead of you know in 2007 that was captain america and when they did the sequel it's captain marvel and that's a big transition and that means something um but unfortunately the event is very very bad uh i I think blaming carol danvers role in it would be wrong but it's it's just not a good comic unfortunately so that is kind of the the past, you know, basically 2000, after 2015 through 2018 in a nutshell. Um, it brings us up to where we are in 2019. So there's been a relaunch series. It's written by writer Kelly Thompson, who's been doing some really fun, good work in Marvel over the last three years. She wrote an excellent 16-issue Hawkeye uh, Kate Bishop comic that I recommend everybody check out on Marvel Unlimited. She has also been doing a lot of work in the X-Men universe with some really fun uh, Rogan Gambit work. So she's taken over Captain Marvel. I think it's a great fit. It's only two issues in, so there's not a ton to say about it other than, you know, the the hook of the title is basically, all right, let's welcome Carol Danvers back to Earth. Uh, you know, let's get her out of space finally. And, uh, and of course, that very quickly is going to run into some complications. Uh, some quick fun facts about Carol Danvers. Uh, she's really good friends with both Jessica Drew and Jessica Jones. The Jessica Jones friendship, I think it's kind of overlooked here in 2019. It was a big part of the early 2000s Alias series written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Michael Gatos. Um, but it's actually something that even, you know, Bendis in his final days with Marvel was was leveraging their friendship as well. Uh, and a final note, Carol Danvers is Kamala Khan's idol, which explains why Kamala adopts the Miss Marvel moniker when she gets her own powers in 2014, maintaining that legacy as well. So there you have it. That is a brief history, essentially, of Captain Marvel. Again, for fans uh, of the MCU or anyone looking to, now that the character is obviously going to reach a lot more people, looking to read more comics of hers, I highly recommend uh, you start with the 2012 run written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. You then proceed and read the 2014 run and why her series was, was rebooted so many times in so many years is a question for another day. Um, from there, I would recommend reading Ultimates. There's an Ultimates 1, which is 12 issues, came out in 2000, or started in 2016. And then there's Ultimates Squared, which I believe is just listed as Ultimates 2 in Marvel Unlimited. I recommend all 24 of those issues. And from there, I would jump straight to the 2019 uh, Captain Marvel series written by, again, um, Kelly Thompson and ongoing now. So thanks everybody for listening. If you have any questions, head on over to comicbookherald.com and uh, you know you can check out all the reading orders, including all of Captain Marvel's comics on the site there. You can find me at, Cop- at comicbookherald on Twitter or, or really anywhere that you might be looking. And again, thanks as always and enjoy the comics.